World War I has been known to be one of the deadliest wars ever recorded on this earth, with millions of lives being lost and millions more suffering with the pains of losing loved ones. Its destruction has had rippling effects and will continue for years to come. In the year 1917, in the month of October, the 1st Australian Division was toe-to-toe -to -toe with the German infantry. The Battle of Polchapelle was taking place in the center of Belgium. The thick wooded trees and green shrubs would be a beautiful area in a different time. Now the forest was war-torn. The remains of the dead, bullets, and shrapnel now covered the once peaceful ground. The Australians were about to make an advance. With World War I being fought yard by yard, the hope was to send a full offensive against the Germans to capture the Pachandel Ridge, as Sir Douglas Haig, Commander-in-Chief, believed the German army was on the brink of collapse. The 10th Battalion of the 1st Infantry, also known as the Terrible Ten, was tasked with flanking the Germans, blowing up the enemy dugouts and firing a flare signal upon success. It was straightforward and it was intended to be an easy operation to execute. The enemy line was thinning, and this was an opportune moment to strike. In order to throw off the Germans of the attack, the Australian army used instead of box barrages, a form of mortar that was used when protecting an infantry raid, was instead replaced with regular mortars that were for destroying the enemy side. This meant that the 10th Division would be going towards the mortars rather than fleeing from them, leaving a much more dangerous approach. But Orders were orders, and under the command of 22-year-old Lieutenant Frank Scott, the battalion advanced to the front. In a letter, Charles Bean wrote, The operation ended disastrously. The missing men were never heard from again. Their names were not in any list of prisoners. The Graves Commission found no remains of their bodies. What happened to these men? I'm Garrett Halls, and today on History's Mysteries, we'll be diving into the story of the Celtic Woods. Now, this mystery has been up to debate for many years. Some historians believe that the Germans killed the soldiers and buried them in an unknown mass grave, and six books have been published on the men, each one diving into an attempt to explain the disappearance. At the time of this episode, some historians believe that there are in fact 81 men in the raid, and that there were 48 that were known, injured, or killed in action that have been documented, with the remaining 37 going missing. However, this is purely speculation and it's still up for debate. Some people view the incident as supernatural, relating it to the novel Picnic at Hanging Rock. Now, for those who don't know, Picnic at Hanging Rock is a historical fiction novel about a group of female students at an Australian boarding school who vanish at Hanging Rock on Valentine's Day. The novel dives deep into the effects it had on the local community and the school. While I would like to toy around with the idea of it being, in fact, supernatural, there's some questions that I'd like to ask at first. If it was supernatural, why was it just those 81 or 84 or however many men to have disappeared? Why, why wasn't there any other supernatural experiences happening beforehand if that was the case? Secondly, if we play pessimistic here, I firmly don't believe in the sense of supernaturalism and everything can be explained via logical reasoning. And so with that mindset, just take that in mind as 
I dive into my explanations and understandings of what I think can happen. Who knows? Maybe it was supernatural, and maybe I'm just a non-believer. So. Okay, back to the Celtic Woods. The barrage that shielded the 10th Battalions was light and it was scattered around, with the hopes of shrouding exactly where the men were coming from. The advance was 180 yards, the terrain being covered in tree stump, bomb craters, and due to heavy rain, mud. Now, I don't know exactly what happened to the men, and due to most of this being hearsay, I would like to put in my two cents in anyway. During the fog of war, Allied casualty was incredibly common, with the speculation of over 2 to 20% of all casualties of World War I were caused by friendly fire. With uniforms being hard to discern and the locations of Allied soldiers being vague, I could see that mortar fire could have hit the men on their way towards the enemy front. This thought I'm not entirely on board with, as that would feel more methodical and planned by the Australians to hit them directly, rather by an accident. However, I still find it interesting to note, and it still could have been a possibility. Secondly, the other theory I have is that the men in fact made it to the enemy front. The men were able to charge the hill, and amongst the commotion got caught in the crossfire of allied mortars. With no flare to send a signal, it would make sense to me that the Australians would have kept firing rounds as they didn't get an indication otherwise. The last theory I have is that most of the men were slaughtered against the Germans, and the survivors got lost and were unable to find their way back to the allied territory, resulting in them either dying due to nature or by the hands of the enemy. Again, I don't have an exact answer to any of these things, yet I do think the accidental mortar fire is the most probable cause. The fact that there were no remains to examine and prove that they were part of the 10th Battalion leads me to believe that they are either men that were buried by the Germans or the men's remains were mixed in with all the other remains of those who lost their lives. While they may never be found, their legacy and stories will live on forever. These men fought bravely and died with honor. I hope that they may rest in peace. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of History's Mysteries, and I hope to catch you in the next episode.